Okay, let's turn our Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 12. I really honestly wasn't sure what to preach. But I think in light of what I've said just recently, talking about some of these people, um, I think I think the Lord led me right, or I was listening right, however you want to put it. But I want to talk about rejoicing tonight. You know, we got a lot to rejoice over, don't we? When we first started out there in Maine, and again, I told you I was working part-time and, and Linda was working... Didn't have much money, but before we got there, um, before when we got there in the summertime, before school started, we had about two months to go through the summer, and where neither she or I was working at all, we were promised some jobs when we got up here, and, and they didn't pan out. So, <clears throat> I don't, you know, again, I look back at two months, how did you make it two months paying rent at $1,500 a, a whack? and plus food and all the other things, and I'd say, I don't know, but God did it. But I remember one day, I was sitting on the couch having a little pity party. And just then, my daughter walked through, kind of skipping and jumping through the kitchen or whatever, and I immediately began to cry. I said, God, you've blessed me so much. Sometimes it takes us to be shook up a little bit, to really see where our blessings come from, amen? And we're rich. If you're saved, you're rich. We're so fortunate, aren't we, that God loves us so much. I want to talk about rejoicing tonight for just a few minutes. You know, all preachers that say that, they're just lying. You do know that, don't you? But in verse 7 there, And there ye shall eat before the Lord your God, and ye shall rejoice in all that ye put your hand unto, ye and your households wherein the Lord thy God hath blessed thee. Chapter 16 and verse 11. Thou shalt rejoice before the Lord thy God, thou and thy son and thy daughter and thy manservant, and thy maidservant, and the Levite that is within thy gates, and the stranger, and the fatherless, and the widow that are among you in the place which the Lord thy God hath chosen to place his name there. All those different kind of people. But look at the widow, the fatherless. All of those people are supposed to do what? Rejoice. Rejoice. Got thinking about this, you know. Thou shalt rejoice before the Lord thy God, thou and thy son and thy daughter and thy manservant. How in the world? You know, it's one thing for me to get a little bit of revival and rejoice, right? Like on the couch, you know, when I'm feeling sorry for myself. And then I realize, God, you've blessed me. I'm rich. But how do I pass that on? How do I pass that on to my son, my daughter, uh, my wife? all those that I'm around, how do, how do they get it? Well, you know, it's got to be taught. It's got to be taught by example. You ever been around someone that's just contagiously joyful all the time? It's hard for it not to rub off on you. That's how we, we teach our families. That's how we 
teach those around us to rejoice if we're rejoicing. It's easy to complain, isn't it? After all, if anything can go wrong, what? It will go wrong. Nothing is ever as simple as it seems. Everything takes longer than you expect. Left to themselves, all things go from bad to worse. If you play with something long enough, you'll surely break it. If everything seems to be going well, you've obviously overlooked something. Ladies, you like this one. If the shoe fits, it's ugly. (laughs) If you hit two keys on the computer, the one you don't want hits the paper. When you dial a wrong number, you never get a busy signal. That's so true. At a sale, the only suit address that you like and the one that fits is not the one on sale. It's always the other line that moves faster. This applies to all lines, bank lines, supermarket lines, toll booths. If you change lines, then the other line, the one you were in originally, will move faster. A spilled drink flows in the direction of the most expensive object. When you come in late for work, everybody notices. When you work late, nobody notices. The waitress always comes around to ask you how your food is whenever your mouth is full. I think they do that on purpose. The average time between throwing something away and needing it badly is about two weeks. Checks are always delayed in the mail. Bills always arrive on time. No matter how many show up for, your, for choir practice, you'll need one more copy of the music. When you're right, nobody remembers. When you're wrong, nobody forgets. No matter how well you do something, someone won't like it. Immediately after you buy an item, you'll find a coupon for it. The first person to get off a crowded elevator is always the guy standing in the back. And the last key on the key ring is usually the one to open the door. All these negative things. Well, that's the way we think. But a Christian ought to be a rejoicing person. Amen? We got so much. And like I said, it's something that's got to be taught. It's got to be taught by example. I don't know. Maybe I'm not the best guy in the world to, to do this tonight. I, I'm a, don't ask my wife, but I'm a pretty happy person. Although I will tell you, Ryan reminded me of something this, this afternoon. I got a call, we got a call, we called him and we were talking to ask him how service went. And Ryan was laughing. He said, Corey, my oldest son, did exactly this morning what you do. And I said, what's that? He said, he woke up in a bad mood. I've been trained to be in a bad mood. I have a good excuse. Because this is the way it goes every Sunday morning. For one, I'm always doing last minute stuff, you know, getting ready for the service. And so everyone else uses the bathroom. 
you know, and it takes me like, it takes a long time to comb my hair. I just do that. So I jump in the shower, I get in my clothes, and then I expect, you know, we got to leave. Church starts, at, Sunday school starts at 10. I got to be there at like 9.15 to start picking up people. So I need to leave, we need to leave the house by 8.45, 9 o'clock at the very latest. So I expect that when I'm putting on my tie, the last thing of stuff, I expect everyone to be ready. And I walk downstairs, and typically what happens is Ryan, you know, Ryan's getting a bad rap today, but, you know, it's the truth. <laughs> He's usually, you know, I'll, I was like, where's Ryan? And I open the basement door. They have a bedroom down there. And Ryan! And I hear, uh, what? Get out of bed! And so I'm like, come on, it's 8.45, I'm going to be late again, I'm the band driver, and then I go through all the things and feel sorry for myself, uh, how bad I got it, you know, all the things I got to do, and the people are going to be waiting on me, I got to make calls, I got to, I got to text while driving, you know, make sure everyone's there, I know it's wrong, and I do all these things, you know, and they're not ready, I'm like, come on! And then they, and then Corey, you know, he's so laid back and lackadaisical. I guess he gets that from me being laid back. And so he was, he gets up and he's, and I'm like, he's, good morning, Dad. How you doing? Good. I'm gonna, gonna get a little breakfast. So I'm like, breakfast? Come on. And now I'm, I'm making up stories now, but I'm trying to fill in what they do. But this is typically how they are. And then I go upstairs, and Linda's sitting in a chair reading a book, and she said, I've been ready for a long time. I'm like, be quiet! <laughs> and then, you know, and the kids, and I'm like whipping, you know, driving them out of the house. Rah, rah! So about three weeks ago, I was all ready. You know, I, I was doing all the last-minute stuff, and I came downstairs for my routine, marching down the stairs. Get up! Where's everybody? Oh, come on, let's go, go, go! And they were all sitting on the couch. <laughs> and, and I came down the stairs and I was like, where's... And Ryan's sitting there on the couch going... <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's go! <laughs> and I could hear these snickers, you know. And, I'm, and I, I admitted today to him, I said, even when I went out the door that day, I thought, this is funny. I'm mad. I was like mad for no reason. And uh, I have no idea why I told you that story. <laughs> but Corey was that way this morning. He's like, come on, let's go! For no reason, he was all upset. And so, you know, and I had this look on my face. One day I... I, I, like I said, I love to tease, I love to joke around, I, I love to do crazy stuff with my family. If you saw us at home, you would cut your support to us. <laughs> because, I mean, seriously, you ask Linda, we're, I mean, we're, we have fun. We have a lot of fun. And we're crazy. We do all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm not going to tell you what we do, because you, you will think it's stupid or whatever. But we have a lot of fun. And so I'm a pretty easygoing guy, but... I guess I got this look on my face sometimes because one day I was driving down the road and I was just driving and I looked in the mirror and I was like, golly, that'll scare anybody. But we ought to learn to be rejoicing. 
is something that's got to be taught by example. If, if I'm not happy and rejoicing, you know, how am I supposed to teach my kids to rejoice in the Lord? You can't just get out a Bible and say, now look here, the Bible says to rejoice, so I expect you to do it. It's got to be done with passion, with energy. Psalms 5.11 But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. Well, I want you to hear that word for a second. Shout for joy. I was in a church, in my home church, in Augusta a few years ago, preaching about worship. And I say, you know, sometimes you just feel like, man, I could just jump up for joy and lift my hands and say, hallelujah! But I better not. And I think so many times, I don't, I don't mean that our services ought to be like a circus, but Sometimes we're afraid to smile or be happy or just sing out for joy, be happier during the service. Say, Amen, preacher. Hallelujah. And this guy came up to me. He said, after preaching about this, he said, you know, I want to, but I just can't let go. We need to to learn to rejoice in the Lord and not quench the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. It's got to be done by example. Psalms 32, 11, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy. All ye that are upright in heart, shout for joy. I think they did that, don't you? I think they shouted for joy. When was the last time you shouted for joy? We ought to be known by this quality. If, if anyone's going to be joyful, it ought to be the Christian. Amen? I mean, who, who else on this earth has more reason than us to rejoice and to be happy? You know, I, I, one preacher told me recently, he said, you know, happy is, is not a good word. Happy is a, is a temporary word, a joy. But you know, you look it up in your concordance, happy is in the Bible. I know happy is temporary. Happy just means something right now, but I want to be happy right now. I don't want just to have, you know, joy is something that's ongoing. That, that takes me through the trials. That's when I'm sitting on the couch and, and feeling sorry for all the things that we're going through and the Lord opening my eyes and seeing that I'm blessed. That's joy. But also, sometimes you just get, you know, the Holy Spirit... It's just working in your heart and you just say, I'm so glad I'm saved. I may not feel that same emotion tomorrow, but as long as I'm happy now, I ought to be shouting for joy. The Bible talks about happiness. The Bible talks about joy. The Christian ought to be known by this quality. If you're not one of these joyful people, then let go. Let go of your flesh and let the Holy Spirit work in you because this is what this is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, right? Philippians 4 4 Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. 1 Thessalonians 5 16. Rejoice evermore. I want to give you some examples, biblical examples, and when you would think it would be difficult to rejoice. You can write these down for sake of time. We're just, I'm going to read them to you, okay? 
But how about famine? How about, I don't know if, uh, I guess, you know, lack of rain, and certainly don't have that problem now, but we might this summer here, right? And crops and not knowing what's going to happen. Famine. Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18. He says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, the fields shall yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. I mean, that's someone that knows what life is all about. Famine. Persecution. Acts 5.41. It's talking about the disciples. They departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for His name. Imprisonment, Acts 16, 23 and 25. When they had laid many stripes on them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Poverty, 2 Corinthians 6, 10, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing all things. Amen. You know, it's not what you have, it's who you have. We got Jesus, amen? I can never get over the fact that He's never left me nor forsaken me. Been many times that I've turned away from Him, but He has never turned away from me. That makes me rejoice. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Fiery trials. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you, but rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Like I said, it's not about what. It's about who? And it's about Jesus, amen? He saved us. I'm rich. I mean, I'm rich. Habakkuk 3.18, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Mary said in Luke chapter 1, verse 47, My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. I don't know, if was that Elizabeth or Mary? I think it was Mary. Luke chapter 10, verse 20, Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Amen? Woo! I mean, you might be able to look at an old role here, an old membership role, and look back and see some of your family members that have been written down on the role of the church, but can you imagine, folks, that our names are written in blood up in heaven right now? Reserved for us. Wow. I mean, you know, I've not been always a really good dad at all times. Sometimes I make mistakes and sometimes you do too, but my God and my Father has never made a mistake. You know, Jesus asked, you know, if, you're, if your children ask for bread, would you give them a stone? He talks about how good our Father is. 
If I see my kids starving, I'll, I'll take food off my own plate to give them. But our Father is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. He owns the whole earth. And you know, He will turn the world upside down for you. There's so many examples. I, if I go on too much, I'll just stop bawling like a baby and turn it into a prayer meeting all by myself. But I remember one time we were short on rent. Oh, probably a couple years ago now. I never forget. Maybe I told you this, but I went to an ATM machine. I I had somehow gotten a check or something, and I think it was just barely enough or just a little bit short. But I was depositing that money into the teller machine, and this was one of those Bank of America's. There was two teller machines side by side inside this little room, and so I was standing there. Now I'm thinking about this guy maybe have a chance to witness to him or something. And we had been driving the, the other church's big van. And the guy's standing, he starts the conversation. He said, that's a nice van you got out there. And I thought, oh, this is an inn for me. So I said, well, that's not my van, it's the church's van. And he said, oh, what church? And I told him this belongs to Grace Baptist Church. And then I told him about what I, who I was and what we were doing. And again, looking for an opportunity to witness to him, but the Lord had different plans. And so we're standing there, and he turns to me. He said, would you be offended if I told you something? Have I told any of you this story? He said, would you be offended if I told you something? And I, I said to him, and I laughed, and I said, depends on what you tell me. He said, the Lord told me to give you $100. still makes me happy today. Because God knew of our need. It's big old earth and billions of people on it. But God said, I haven't forgotten about you. He gave me that $100. I went back to the van crying just like now. And they said, what's wrong? And I told them the whole story. I said, we're going to be late to school, and I don't care. I said, I don't care about the $100. What impresses me is that God knows our needs, and He cares. It wasn't about the $100, it was about Jesus. God is so good. I mean, if we can't be joyful, who can? Our God has saved us. He's blessed us. Amen. He cares for us. Matthew 6.26 Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? I was looking over, we were at Shell Lake a few days ago, I was looking at seagulls. I guess they are, they look like, are they seagulls? I saw seagulls on Shell Lake. I didn't know that they migrate. Do they migrate? And the thought that came in my head was, first of all, these birds are mixed up. <laughs> Second of all, God 
cares for mixed up birds? How many of you would say, I'm a mixed up bird? God cares for us. You know, sometimes we take wrong turns and God just directs the path. My brother-in-law, David, he was in the car traveling up the interstate somewhere between Maryland and that interstate in there, somewhere in there. And his dad, who's a Christian also, he's gone home to be with the Lord. But his dad said, they had just made a stop and and his dad said, I think we ought to stop again. And David said, well, we just stopped, Dad. He said, that's all right. He said, I feel like we should stop again. And he pulled over into a rest area, and they stopped for a little while and relaxed or whatever. He got back on the road, and the very same trailer truck that they had been following, he got in an accident. And they realized God preserved us from this accident. God cares. And guess what? Jesus is coming for us. He hasn't forgotten us. We're safe and secure, amen? Zechariah 9.9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. Mm. And our reward is with him. But I would say this, our reward is him. Matthew 5.12, Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Wow. You know, I'm sorry if this may ruffle some feathers, but I I got a dad that is with Jesus right now. I've got five aunts that I believe all of them are with Jesus right now and their husbands most of which I believe they're all saved. They're with Jesus right now. Got a father-in-law that's with Jesus right now. I got uh, Linda's grandma that's with Jesus right now. I got a mom that's 88. Now I don't know when she's going to go home to see Jesus. But when I go... I'm going to make a beeline for the throne of grace. And so will you. What's so wonderful about heaven is not about all those things that I'll see. Well, you know, we've got mansions, yes. Praise God for that. But I just live in a shack. It'd be all right with me as long as it was next to Jesus. Streets of gold, a street of gold. Angels, all those beasts and creations have given me amazing. But all the loved ones. And I've heard so many people talk about what a reunion day that'll be. What a great day when I get to see my dad again. And I just want to say, time out. When you get there, you won't even remember your dad's there. The only thing on your mind is Jesus. And then after a few thousand years, or suppose, or whatever, worshiping at his, crown, at his throne, maybe we'll have some time for fellowship. But of course, there's no day, no night, there's no time. And all those things, you know, talk about this morning about works, and maybe you get a stack of crowns. But you're going to take that stack of crowns and say, Jesus, 
It was all because of you. Cast them down at his feet. Rejoice. Be glad. Look up. Times are tough. Yes, but Jesus is the same. Persecution, yeah, we're going to see more and more, but Jesus has never changed. Oh, we got too much rain. We got not enough rain. I'm telling you, Jesus knows how to take care of you and me and everyone all at the same time. Rejoice in the Lord. We're saved. We've been bought by blood. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. He's filled us with His Holy Spirit so that we not be comfortless. God is so good. And one day we're going to fall before His throne. Amen. Would you stand, heads bowed, eyes closed? I wonder if some of you have been going through discouragement. You've been discouraged. I, I want to encourage you and tell you this, and it's the truth. If you're born again, you've got no reason to be discouraged. You say, you don't know what my troubles are. No, but I know who your God is. And He can take dead people and say, get up. He can look at the sun and say, stand still. He can look at a barren earth and say, bring forth fruit. And whatever the need is in your life, He can change it in a moment. But if He doesn't, you can still trust Him. Is there anyone today, tonight that would say, Preacher, I've been discouraged. Just pray for me. And I want your pastor to look. And he can pray for you too. Anyone? Yes. Yes. Anyone else? Preach, I've been discouraged. How many of you will say, by testimony, I'm going to do what the Bible's told me to do. And I'm going to be consciously aware of the fact of all my blessings in Christ. And I'm going to try to be joyful. Now I'm going to I'm going to try to spread it wherever I go joy and be happy and positive not negative I got too many things to be joyful about how many of you say I'm going to consciously go out of this place and try to be joyful anybody else amen yes let's live the truth of the kingdom amen well, father we love you and we thank you for this time together tonight thank you lord it's such a privilege and a blessing to be amongst believers amongst family. But it was all because of Calvary. And we rejoice in you, Lord Jesus. We love you and we thank you. In Christ's holy name, amen.